With the exception of the late, great Abraham Lincoln, I can be more presidential than any president that's ever held this office. <laughs> of course you can. I think Lincoln was the only name he could come up with. Right. The only president he I'm could so name. <laughs> I'm fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck From in Pacifica the Radio in Los Angeles, this is The Bradcast, as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest in China Lake, California. Up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 92.9 WLRI. In Maui, Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU. Columbus, Ohio's WGRN 94.1, Palinville, New York's 102.9 FM WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF. Oh, we're also heard on 105.5 FM in the nation's capital. Hello, Washington, D.C. Glad you can join us. We're also heard coast-to-coast and around the globe on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Deprogrammed Radio, Detour Talk, and Radio Sputnik. I'm Brad Friedman, blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I am your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the world-famous, award-winning, I mean, award-wanting Bradcast. Uh, good to be back here live in the studios in uh, beautiful West North Hollywood, wherever we are here at KPFK. My thanks to those who supported our mini fun drive here over the past two weeks at our flagship L.A. station, KPFK. But that means that we could not take calls over the air during that time. Not that there's been much going on over the past couple of weeks, but that changes today. If you have anything you might like to talk about over your public airwaves, got thoughts on the... Um, GOP's absurd efforts to repeal and replace or just repeal Obamacare and the uh, health care coverage for millions of Americans along with it? How about Trump's new transgender policy announced, of course, on Twitter today? I'll get to that in a moment. Or perhaps you may prefer to ring in to let me know what the hell the president is actually up to in his continuing now week-long daily haranguing of his own attorney general, Jeff Sessions. We will open up the phone lines in a bit, though you may wish to get in line now if you like, if you're listening live in the uh, Southern California area or anywhere else around the country or world. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-5735. You can also reach me on the Twitters where I am the Brad blog, and I'll try to keep my eyes on that today as well. Of course, the phone lines are always open to our own Desi Doyen. Uh, whether we take the call or not is a different matter, <laughs> but uh, hi, Des, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. Uh, you will, of course, join us uh, in a bit yes. for the latest Green News report. Fun, fun, fun ahead. As much as uh, the nation is sort of sweltering this week, everywhere but here, uh, along with uh, fires and floods and uh, a lot of folks finding out quickly what the new normal will be looking like, as you discuss. Oh, yes. Summertime is going to be even hotter. Yes, it is the uh, it is summertime. It's the slow news days of summer, because <laughs> uh, so little going on this week. Uh, let's start here. On this day in 1948, according to presidential historian Michael Beschloss, on Twitter today, President Harry S. Truman desegregated the U.S. Armed Forces. And apparently to celebrate that landmark and long overdue achievement for inclusivity and diversity in our nation's military, 69 years ago today, President Donald Trump took to Twitter to laud the integration and effectiveness of the greatest military fighting force ever assembled on planet Earth. No, he didn't. Just kidding. Uh, instead, he completely ignored that milestone and he took a shot at diversity and inclusivity in the U.S. military instead, without apparently even giving anybody uh, in, in, the, in the Pentagon or among his own military team a heads up first. President Donald Trump said on Wednesday he wants transgender people barred from serving in the U.S. military, quote, in any capacity, citing, quote, tremendous medical costs and disruption. Trump's announcement on Twitter would reverse the effort under President Barack Obama to open the armed services to transgender people. He did not say uh, what would happen to those uh, transgender troops who are already in the military. Oh, Speaking of disruption, the president tweeted that he was uh, making his announcement after consulting with, quote, generals and military experts, but he did not name any generals or military experts. He said the military, quote, must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. At the Pentagon, members of the staff of Defense Secretary Jim Mattis appeared to have been caught unaware by Trump's tweets, according to AP. A Pentagon spokesman uh, declined to answer questions about what Trump's tweets mean for the current policy, including whether transgender people already serving in the military will be kicked out. Navy Captain Jeff Davis uh, told uh, the Associated Press, quote, call the White House. Unbelievable. Davis uh, later released a statement saying we refer all questions about the president's statements to the White House. We will continue to work closely with the White House to address the new guidance provided by the commander in chief on transgender individuals serving the military. Presuming the White House actually gives us any such guidance. Well, he didn't say that last part. I, I tossed that in. Transgender service members have been able to serve openly in the military since last year. Former Defense Secretary Ash Carter ended the ban against uh, transgender members uh, last year. Since uh, last October, they have been able to receive medical care and start formally changing their gender identifications in the Pentagon's personnel system. Already, there are some uh, 250 service members in the process of transitioning to their preferred genders or who have been approved to formally change gender within the Pentagon's personnel system. 
according to several defense officials. A RAND Corporation study last year estimated there are somewhere between 2,500 and 7,000 transgender service members in the active duty military. Another 1,500 to 4,000 in the reserves. That added the nation's 1.3 million troops. On cost, the study said, the RAND study said, only a subset would seek gender transition related treatments, and they uh, estimated the health care costs would increase by uh, between 2.5 million to 8.5 million annually. So, you know, barely the cost of a single uh, Tomahawk missile. That translates into 0.04% to 0.13% in uh, an increased spending on active military. So a tiny bit. The issue of transgender troops was debated recently in the GOP-led House, where they narrowly rejected a measure that would have forbidden the Pentagon from paying for gender transition surgeries and hormone therapies. So even the Republicans... Uh, in the House, rejected uh, Donald Trump's notion here. His uh, decision drew a lot of outrage, of course, from the LGBT community and from lawmakers from both parties. Senator uh, Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, a, uh, a Democrat and a double amputee veteran of the Iraq War, said that when her Black Hawk helicopter was shot down, she didn't care, quote, if the American troops risking their lives to help save me were gay, straight, transgender, or anything else. Matt Thorne, executive director of OutServe SLDN, which represents the LGBT population in the military, said thousands have been serving in the U.S. Armed Forces without causing any issues at all. He threatened legal action if Wednesday's decision is not reversed. The National Center for Transgender Equality said in a written statement, this is worse than don't ask, don't tell. This is don't serve, don't serve. They called it an appalling attack on our service members, said it's about bigotry rather than military readiness, reason, or science. It is indefensible and cannot stand. On the other hand, the Family Research Council praised Trump's actions because, of course, they did. Quote, I applaud President Trump for keeping his promise to return military priori- return to military priorities and not continue the social experimentation of the Obama era that has crippled our nation's military, said Family Research Council President Tony Perkins in a statement. Hey, U.S. military, did you know that Family Research Council, one of Trump's biggest supporters, believes that you are crippled? Did you know that? Hey, congrats on that. But according to to Fox News, Fox News pointed this out today. Trump himself tweeted during the campaign season, quote, thank you to the LGBT community. I will fight for you while Hillary brings in more people that will threaten your freedoms and beliefs. Apparently, your freedoms, transgender people, do not include uh, serving the U.S. Armed Forces. During his confirmation back in January, Defense Secretary General Jim Mattis was asked whether he believed that allowing LGBT Americans to serve in the military uh, or women in combat would somehow undermine the military's lethality. He said, frankly, he testified to this. Frankly, Senator, I've never cared much about two consenting adults and who they go to bed with. Again, 
That's according to Fox News. Abby Goldman, professor of psychology at Clark University, who has researched and written about the LGBT community, told Fox that, quote, no one wins under Trump's plan. Some people will not serve, which is a loss to the military and the country. Goldberg uh, told Fox others will serve, but not openly, and thus they will be at risk for discharging or uh, for, for discharge or verbal, physical and sexual abuse. So the right wing uh, Family Research Council may uh, approve of hating and excluding members of our military family, but there was a. Uh, well, there was not exactly a ringing endorsement for the president's Twitter-announced policy, even from conservatives, even from the very conservative Southern Republican, Senator Richard Shelby of Alabama today. Shelby is a powerful senior senator on a number of the armed forces-related committees in the U.S. Senate. He was asked for a response to the president's surprise new policy this morning on CNN. Well, that would be a reversal of the current policy uh, the current policy is a big tent for people who want to serve. You've got to remember, our military f uh, forces is a volunteer force. Mm. So uh, uh, I'll have to see what he's actually said, read, read his tweet, and uh, go from there. Are you, are you concerned about the 4,000 transgender people currently serving, or up to 6,000 based yeah. on what Rand says, serving in the military right now? What happens to them? Well, I think you ought to treat everybody fairly and you ought to give everybody a chance to serve. Okay. So, so in that answer, it sounds like you are saying you don't agree with this policy because this is not treating everyone equally to serve. Would you agree with that, Senator? Well, I'd like to see the wording of his policy so and we really can, what let's he read said. It. Let, let, let's read it for you, Good. okay? read okay. it to him. After consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not allow or accept transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical cost and disruption that transgenders in the military would entail. Thank you. The Rand Corporation that helped form this policy for the Obama administration, Senator, says that cost for those reassignment surgeries would be somewhere between 2.4 and 8.4 million dollars. That's what the president says. Your response? I'm sure we'll have hearings on that in the Armed Services Committee and also in the Defense Appropriations Committee that I serve. We'll go from there. As I said, not a ringing endorsement for the uh, president's anti-transgender policy. Uh, from uh, Republican Alabama Senator Richard Shelby. Uh, you had a thought on this? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, the... You know, to me, it just seems like the way that Trump just sort of unilaterally announced this mm -hmm. without informing his press staff, without informing the Department of Defense, that clearly he seems to be attempting to deflect attention, to, you know, throw a firecracker in the middle from of the room and, and run away. What oh, would he have to... What, what could what? he possibly be wanting to distract from? Yeah. Oh, you know, the Russia investigation, oh. the special counsel what? from the issues with uh, the, 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 the uh, Department of Justice oh. and Jeff sessions from the declining health care bill. How's that? We're getting yeah. to that in All a second. All of that stuff is crazy, uh, but that, I think, is what his what he's trying to do. Uh, the office of Iowa's Republican Senator Je Joni Ernst was not uh, any more happy than Richard Shelby was, in fact, less so. She issued a statement in response today uh, stating, quote, as a veteran, Senator Ernst served alongside fellow service members from all different backgrounds. She believes what is most important is making sure service members can meet the physical training standards 
and the willingness to defend our freedoms and way of life. Americans who are qualified and can meet the standards to serve in the military should be afforded that opportunity. That statement from uh, Republican Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa. Senator John McCain, a Republican from Arizona, you remember him, who Donald Trump lauded on Tuesday as, quote, very brave after he returned from Arizona where he was recuperating from brain surgery and a brain cancer diagnosis to uh, he returned in time to save Trump's push to advance health care repeal in the U.S. Senate. Um, even though he said uh, that uh, the senator, Trump said that the senator who served five years as a prisoner of war, enduring torture along the way, was not a hero back during the campaign. In any event, uh, John McCain, who is chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee, uh, said today uh, that transgender individuals, quote, should be allowed to continue serving in the military and, quote, treated as the patriots they are. McCain called Trump's statement unclear and said many transgender individuals in the military are serving honorably today. Any American who meets current medical and readiness standards should be allowed to continue serving, McCain said. There is no reason to force service members who are able to fight, train, and deploy to leave the military regardless of their gender identity. Business Insider quotes uh, one more here, uh, quotes a, a retired transgender Navy SEAL challenging President Trump to say it to her face that she's not worthy of serving in the U.S. military. Kristen Beck said, quote, let's meet face to face and you tell me I'm not worthy. Beck was a Navy SEAL for 20 years, serving with the elite SEAL Team 6, among others. She was deployed 13 times, served in Bosnia, Iraq, and Afghanistan, according to Business Insider. So, hey, that new Twitter policy is going well for Donald Trump so far. I think that sound you hear is the lead balloon. Uh, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders is not saying what will happen to transgender troops currently serving in the military. Uh, she said uh, during Wednesday's pre press briefing that the White House will work together with the military to implement Trump's plans. But she did not provide a timeline for that process. Another White House spokesperson has suggested that this is somehow a campaign for uh, issue for 20, 2018. Somehow, I guess it worked, you know, uh, gay marriage worked under George W. Bush. Uh, they've been scaring people about security in bathrooms. So uh, maybe that's what this is about for 2018. Will it work this time? Are Americans still dumb enough to fall for that one again? Give me a call, 818-985-5735 if you like. But speaking of lead balloons, Republicans in the U.S. Senate continue their effort to take health care coverage away from tens of millions of Americans today. And some good news, it is not going well. I'm happy to report. Last night, after we got off the air with health uh, care reform advocate Jackie Schechner, uh, who we interviewed, you can listen to that at bradblog.com, the, uh, the Senate took their first big vote on their plan to repeal and replace Obamacare, their first big, the full, the full bill, the full Monty that they put together. Um, and uh, it didn't work. It failed. Just hours after a narrow vote to proceed with debate yesterday, which was going on uh, as we were uh, firing up yesterday's broadcast, uh, a few hours later, Republican leaders suffered 
A big setback on Tuesday night. Their most comprehensive plan to replace Obama's health care law fell far short of the votes needed. The Tuesday night tally needed to reach 60 votes uh, to overcome a parliamentary objection. They were trying originally to pass it under reconciliation rules, which would have required just 50 votes. Instead, they didn't even get uh, 50 votes. They got 43 votes. The plan failed 43 to 57, and uh, that uh, was an ominous sign last night for Republican leaders. And if you want to know, by the way, who those Republicans were who joined all of the Democrats to kill the Better Reconciliation Act on Tuesday night, that was uh, Lisa Murkowski of uh, Alaska, Susan Collins of Maine, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Rand Paul of Kentucky, Bob Corker of Tennessee, Tom Cotton of Arkansas, Jerry Moran of Kansas, Mike Lee of Utah, and Dean Heller of Nevada. Man, nine Republican senators voted against Mitch McConnell's favored bill. Notably, by the way, John McCain did not vote against that. He had said in his remarks to the Senate after returning from brain surgery that he'd vote against such a bill. But he voted in favor of it. Collins, who had voted down both the uh, initial motion to proceed and the McConnell's Better Care Reconciliation Act, complained to Politico on Tuesday that the GOP leadership had given lawmakers very little time to read a 200-page bill before they were forced to vote on it. She said, this is major policy and we're going to have potentially an hour and a half to read through that many pages. Yes, Senator, that's what you get. Uh, Associated Press reports that uh, Trump took to Twitter early Wednesday to single out uh, Lisa Murkowski for some reason, not Collins or the other eight Republican male Republican senators who also voted against that uh, repeal and replace bill. Trump said uh, Senator Murkowski of the great state of Alaska really let the Republicans and our country down yesterday. Too bad, he wrote today on Twitter. Murkowski uh, like many of her fellow Senate Republicans, has criticized those proposed cuts in that bill to in Medicaid to the poor, to the disabled and to nursing home patients. Yet she was attacked for it today by the president. Senate Republicans still have no agreement on a repeal bill that they can ultimately pass to uproot uh, the Affordable Care Act, which has provided health insurance to millions of Americans, whether you like it or not. The Senate is uh, continuing all week with debate and amendments and ultimately a final vote in the coming days on legislation that would have a huge effect on uh, the American health care system, roughly one sixth of the U.S. economy. But by the end of the week, they may have passed nothing. The Tuesday night vote was uh, on that comprehensive bill and nine Republicans defected from it. But this afternoon, not long before airtime today, so the repeal and replace plan failed yesterday. And today the Senate held a vote on, on their other major proposed plan, which is essentially to repeal the Affordable Care Act pretty much entirely in two years without any plan to replace it. I'm happy to report that that scheme was also rejected today, signaling that the so-called clean repeal bill that uh, so-called conservatives like Rand Paul and others in the Senate, uh, that that also cannot get through Congress. That measure today, just before air, received just 45 votes. 
also far short of the 51 vote majority that would have been needed there for adoption. In that case, seven Republicans voted against the measure. Uh, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia. Collins of Maine again, Dean Heller of Nevada again, Rob Portman of Ohio, Lamar Alexander of Tennessee, uh, Murkowski of Alaska again, and this time John McCain. Yes, he voted against the repeal-only bill. It uh, was very similar to a bill that they passed back in 2015 in the U.S. Senate, back when they were pretending they uh, wanted to repeal the uh, Affordable Care Act. That was vetoed by Obama in early 2016. Uh, But at the time, the CBO uh, said that 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 bill would result in some 32 million Americans losing their health care by 2026. And yet you still had 45 Republicans in the U.S. Senate who wanted to vote for it today. So what are they left with? Well, the uh, Senate Republicans uh, may not have much of a choice at this point for killing their Obamacare white whale other than to try to reach agreement on a so-called skinny repeal. That's the new plan, skinny repeal. That would repeal a few major provisions of the Affordable Care Act, the penalties imposed on people who don't buy insurance, and uh, penalties on businesses that do not offer insurance to their employees if they have 50 or more employees. Getting rid of that, of course, would almost certainly send the Affordable Care Act into the very death spiral That the GOP has been pretending that Obamacare has been in, because if they pass that, that would mean, hey, uh, great news. You or I, uh, we don't have to buy health insurance until we're sick. As soon as we get sick, as soon as you break a leg, then you can go out and pay for uh, health insurance. Think of all the money you'll save. And the and the insurance companies will have to give it to you under this law. Uh, yeah, that probably won't work, but that looks like the only thing that may pass. Republican leaders uh, say they would not intend for such a bill to become law. They just want to get approval in the Senate so they can say they passed something and then go into negotiations with the U.S. House. Of course, the U.S. House could just approve that as is, and then we'd really have a health care disaster in our country. Maybe that's what they want. Uh, There was a similar skinny repeal uh, bill that surfaced some years ago, and the Congressional Budget Office uh, scored it at the time and found that some 15 million fewer Americans would have insurance coverage during most years if that actually passed. So we will see if they can pass anything at all. Uh, Will they adopt this so-called skinny repeal just so they can say they passed something? To repeal the dreaded Obamacare, uh, even if it's likely to find uh, unlikely to find compromise in in uh, with the House bill or be adopted by the U.S. Senate in the event that it is somehow uh, compromised with the U.S. bill. Where does this go? I've been warning that uh, that they will do anything to pass a repeal bill, even when others thought the process was dead week after week. I keep saying, no, it ain't dead yet. So where does this go? Where should this go? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-5735. All right, one more uh, story here before we take a quick break and come back with your calls. Uh, Arch conservative lawmakers, pro-Trump publications, and even members of Trump's own staff are sounding off about Trump's ongoing attacks on Attorney General Jeff Sessions questioning why he would turn against his most faithful lieutenant. 
Trump, of course, feels justified in doing so uh, because he's uh, complaining on Twitter and to the press about unfair decisions to recuse uh, that uh, Sessions recused himself from uh, the federal investigation into Russia's alleged interference in the 2016 election. Trump blames that for the uh, appointment of the special counsel. But in fact, no one in Trump's cabinet has done more to advance his anti-immigrant pro-policing agenda than Sessions and losing his ideological uh, uh, partner here, his ideologically aligned attorney general, risks compromising all of the promises that Trump made to his most faithful uh, supporters, according to TPM. With his approval numbers now in the gutter and they're sinking, by the way, even among Republican voters, uh, this is a risk that Trump can hardly afford to take, according to many of his supporters. The president uh, has been uh, calling Jeff Sessions beleaguered, t- saying time will tell whether he fires Sessions. Rush Limbaugh said, I hate to see him being treated this way. And Coulter told The Washington Post that Trump needs to be a man about the situation, calling his behavior towards Sessions treacherous. Sessions' former uh, colleagues on Capitol Hill, where he served for two decades as a senator from Alabama, they have also offered full-throated defenses. Lindsey Graham, however, may have offered one of the most cutting remarks today for a guy like Donald Trump. He, he called the uh, continuing haranguing of Jeff Sessions in hopes that Sessions will resign so Trump doesn't have to fire him so that then Trump could appoint someone who will fire the special counsel, Robert Mueller. Graham called that a sign of weakness by the president. Ouch. That could leave a mark. The weakness is that the president is trying to uh, not use his power. He's trying to get Sessions to quit, and I hope Sessions doesn't quit. And if the president wants to fire him, Fire him. You, you think, the, you think you the president is demonstrating weakness by his handling of sessions? Absolutely. I think anybody who's strong uh, would use the power they have and be competent in their decision. So strong people say, I've decided that this man or woman can't serve me well, and I'm going to act accordingly and take the consequence. To me, weakness is when you play around the edges and you don't use the power you have. So Lindsey Graham calling the president weak. So what is Donald Trump's game there? Is he uh, is he just trying to bully Jeff Sessions? Uh, Again, his biggest and arguably most important ally during the campaign, uh, trying to bully him into into just quitting so he doesn't have to, uh, you know, fire him and uh, appear to be obstructing justice again. Will that work? Will that strategy work? Is Sessions going to fall for it? Incredible that I'm now pulling for the reprehensible and bigoted Jeff Sessions here at all to stay on the job. But uh, as we noted yesterday on the program, uh, these are strange days indeed. I'd love to hear from you on all of the above. If you have uh, any thoughts on this, what Trump is up to, what he's trying to do, what he will do. Will he uh, wait until the Senate goes on um, on recess in a couple weeks in August and fire Jeff Sessions so that he can then recess appoint someone to take his place, someone who does not have to go through Senate confirmation. Chuck Schumer for the Democrats says uh, they've got some tricks planned to prevent that from happening. We will see if uh, Democrats 
tricks work this time. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. Let's take a break and we'll get back to your calls. 818-985-KPFK. Brad Friedman here on the Bradcast. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Oh, I wish. Only the echoes of my mind. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Taking your calls at 818-985-5735 on uh, Trump's surprise transgender policy. Uh, his uh, Republicans, uh, so far, failed attempt to uh, roll back health care to millions under Obamacare. Uh, and, of course, Trump's game. What's his game? Will he fire uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions so he can replace him with someone who could then fire Robert Mueller? Uh, will he do it over the uh, over the August recess? Uh, we will find out, I suppose. But what are your thoughts? Let's go to Aaron in Valley Village. Hey, Aaron, welcome to the broadcast. Hi there, Brad. Hi. Um, in, in regards to the whole transgender issue, um, and it's hard to know what goes through Trump's, you know, menial little mind. <laughs> But I agree with Desi. I think what he's trying to do is to hold up a shiny object and, you know, have everybody look away from his, you know, <laughs> incredibly insipid son who has no clue how to even do collusion correctly and leaves paper trail uh, to trying to get rid of Jeff Sessions and getting a hell of a, you know, conservative pushback to, I mean, everything that you can think that health care bill is not going well. But one other thing I happen to think that he might do, because he thinks he's such an incredible deal maker, Mm -hmm. is that he knows that this is a hot button issue with the transgender community and the Democrats. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to pull some sort of deal saying, okay, well, I won't get rid of these people in the military if you go ahead and vote for my health care bill. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't put it past him either. Uh, good luck uh, with that. I, I think the... Uh, I think the, uh, the the veil has been pulled back on this notion that Donald Trump is some sort of fantastic deal maker. I think at this point, hopefully, oh, yeah. everybody realizes he's anything but. Aaron, I appreciate the call. Thanks for uh, checking in today. All right, Thank you. You bet. Uh, let me go to uh, Steve in Venice. Hey, Steve, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, thanks very much. You're doing a great job for being almost the sole voice of this sort in this crazy land, but my, my advice to my, all my friends that have been so worried about Trump is just keep giving him enough rope. This man is doing so well by himself. He's going to be dangling of his own doing quick as a wink. Uh, he's, he's a one percenter, you know, born and in, in, into it, and he's a natural parasite because of it. So, you know, just not to worry, everybody. Keep vigilant. <laughs> Keep giving him rope. 
He'll take care of the rest. I, you know what? I appreciate that. I appreciate that uh, that encouraging word. I hope you're right, Steve, because uh, there's a lot of people who he could hurt. There's a lot of people who he is hurting. Happily, not as many uh, as he had planned to, because uh, people like you, like you guys, are standing up or calling your senators or getting out there and protesting. The courts are keeping uh, him from pulling the worst of his crap. So, uh, so far, we're hanging in there. Uh, 818-985-5735. Uh, oh, hey, Des, did you hear that uh, previous caller actually agreed with something you said? How rare is that? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it must be a mistake. I don't know how she got through. must be a mistake. How did she get through? What I do you think, I, you, Oh, you put her through. That's how she got through. She's See? working for you. Savion in Los Angeles, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, just driving around L.A. listening to you guys. Good. I wanted to um, make a comment on the on the whole Jeff Sessions topic. Yeah. Um, I've been very outspoken against Jeff Sessions since the um, the whole president's presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the cannabis and hemp industry, so for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Sessions, as attorney general, he's not very progressive for our industry. Uh, you know, and I feel Under, like... Understatement of probably... the year award there, Savion. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Um, so honestly, I just feel like he should, he probably should quit. Uh, you know, for for us, we have tons of mm-hmm. our industry has already now prepared tons of lawsuits against the attorney general's office um, when it comes to cannabis and hemp growth and manufacturing around the nation. Uh, and you know, the people of the country have clearly demonstrated that we want this as part of our economy now. And Jeff Sessions is clearly standing in the way of that at this particular point, reversing some of the stuff that Holder did to help, you know, bring some mm-hmm. progress along. And then on top of the, you know, whole prison stuff, he's, um, for me, I think it's a, it's a ploy to, you know, help out some of his prison buddies. And, he is, you know, listen, uh, Savion, he is terrible. And in case there's any confusion for people listening, I mean, I spent uh, weeks going on and on about him and how horrible Jeff Sessions is <laughs> and what a, a bigoted racist. Uh, you know, he went after uh, civil rights uh, workers uh, in, in Alabama when he served as attorney general out there. He is a terrible guy. I'm not arguing in favor of him at all. On the other hand, uh, I think it's pre- getting uh, to be pretty clear here that what Trump is is working towards is getting rid of him, putting in his own guy who will agree to uh, fire Robert Mueller and basically plunge this nation into a, at that point, I believe, a constitutional crisis, no matter what yeah. you think, again, about the Russia investigation. It, you know, we don't need any more crises in this country, and that seems to be what he's working towards, Savion. It's, it's crazy, but hopefully we get some progress on it. Thanks, Savion. I appreciate the call, and I appreciate Thank your you. thoughts. You're absolutely right about Jeff Sessions. Uh, let me go to uh, Mike in L.A. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Red. Hey. Am I on a tape delay, so if I say something ridiculous and phony uh, <laughs> and felonious, it could be cut? Um, no. You will. You oh. are going straight live on the air, so watch your mouth, young man. What I do you have to say? I think that his handlers should put that sort of feature on Trump's phone. Uh, a, a delay on his on his Twitter? Right. Yeah. A rare figure to turn Jeff Sessions into a sympathetic figure. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I, I think Trump actually is what they call in psychology infantile regressed, and he is treating everyone the same way his father treated him, abusively. Yep. And that explains the Sessions deal. Yep. I think you. Uh, I think you may be right there. I'm no psychologist, but I think you may be right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate your call. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. 
818-985-5735. And, and we didn't have to uh, edit him out at all there, right? He, he stayed. All right. That's good. Nothing felonious or whatever he said. 818-985-5735. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, previously a Trump-supporting Republican, uh, by the way, uh, she retweeted, Donald Trump's tweet from June of 2016, back when he said, thank you to the LAG, uh, thank you to the LGBT community. I will fight for you while Hillary brings in more people that will threaten your freedoms and beliefs. So she uh, retweeted Trump there and added to that quoted tweet. Uh, there are 15,000 patriotic transgender Americans in the U.S. military fighting for all of us. What happened to your promise to fight for them? Well, Caitlin, the same thing that happened to all of his other phony promises that he uh, put out there in order to get elected. And the same thing that happened to, you know, his top supporters like Jeff Sessions. The same thing that happens to anyone who in some fashion hitches their wagon to Donald Trump. They end up uh, ruined, embarrassed, looking like jackasses. And Caitlin, you may want to rethink your uh, alliance with the Republican Party and Donald Trump. Just, uh, you know, just my opinion. 818-985-5735. Let's go to, where are we here? Uh, Michael in Claremont. Hey, Michael, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, thanks for taking my call. My call is about Trump bagging on transgenders or whoever that want to pick up a gun to support our military. That guy's a, a, a draft dodger. My draft card is from 1972. So I think Donald Trump is a punk. And you can, you can call me anytime he wants. I'm at home. <laughs> Secondly, Sessions, instead of going after these rogue cops that are killing black people like it's in season, is not saying a damn thing about them. He nope. needs to go, too, yep. for, that, for those reasons. Healthcare in this country? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Hey, how much money are we spending on the military? What are we afraid of? I'm not afraid of anybody. What's the military? It's to extend our imperialistic nonsense, and that's what's got us in this trouble. And it's time for the banksters to go. That's all I've got to say. Thank you for the time. Thanks, Michael. I pre- uh, let me. Uh, are you still there, Michael? Yes, I am. You, you, you referenced. You said healthcare. Give me a break. What, what were you referring to there? The fact that he was saying that it's too expensive to pay for healthcare for yeah, transgender you know in the let's military. Cu- let's just cut out the insurance companies that support. I would say, conservatively, eighty-five percent of the people in Congress. Why do we have lobbyists in the Congress? Uh, Isn't con- aren't Congress people? supposed to do the will of the people not their own re-election yeah that's uh, business that's the theory well, silly silly Michael. Pe- no, yeah. no, it, it's not a theory <laughs> it's, it's reality yeah. but they're not doing it and what this the american people have to do straight up is vote their butts out thanks michael i appreciate the call 818-985-5735 whether you'd like to vote their butts out or not, let's go to uh, we got a couple more here before we get to our Green News Report. Desi, stand by. Start uh, warming up there, as it were, for the Green News Report. Johnny in Victorville. Hey, Johnny, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Um, hey, I agree with everything Desi's ever said. Oh, damn it. <laughs> hey, you know, during the primaries, you kept saying that you uh, thought the uh, Democrats should always be careful who they hoped for. And the uh, 
And yeah. all the interviews I've heard on KPFK and all the reading I've done, there seemed to be a consensus that Trump was probably the easiest of them all to beat. Yeah, well, I did. Uh, just to, to, to be clear, because you are a witness to it, Johnny, not me. I wasn't saying he would be easy to beat at all. I, was, I, know, yeah. I know, yeah. You're probably not going to answer this question either because you don't, you don't want to say, but uh, I always thought, who did you think uh, that, that the Democrats should have been hoping for? But, you know, back then there was that consensus. But now looking back, you know, in, in retrospection, um, you know, with all these scandals and mm-hmm. I mean, Bush or Fiorini or Cruz or any of those, those uh, supposed humans on the stage probably could have gotten a lot done by now. But as far as romance and the canine goes, or, or sinking the Republican ship. I mean, ultimately, we really need to, that Republican ship to sink. And Trump is standing on the deck with the Trump flag in his hand, and nobody could have come closer. I mean, maybe he really will sink the Republican ship. So back then, who did you hope for? And, and even now, I mean, not, not hope for, but hope that would have been the, the Republican candidate mm. against uh, Clinton. Well, I'll tell and you. Now looking back, you yeah. know. Well, I, I now looking back, what? Looking looking back in retrospection, yeah. now after Trump's been in office for six months and with all the scandals, and he's like I say, he's really romancing the canine here. Nobody could come closer to sinking the Republican ship. And isn't Trump the best one that we could have had against Hillary to to really you know ruin things quickly and, well, and get rid of them all? Uh, you know what? I'm not in favor of ruining things quickly in that, uh, you know, a lot of people are being hurt by this administration, whether you hear about them or yeah, not but, on the news, whether, you know, uh, people being uh, deported, uh, b- people Brad, being rounded Bush, up. Yeah. Bush or, or or any of the others would have ruined things a lot more quickly with just getting a lot done. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe or maybe not. Ruining things quickly. I mean, ruining the Republican Party quickly. Is, they is the they would I, have been yeah. more they would have been more effective as far as passing right. legislation. That legislation would have still uh, met challenges in court, uh, would have still met protests. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not of the mind that, hey, let's, uh, well, let's, let's burn the city in order to save it. I mean, that's, that's kind of the theory here. And as far as who I I will answer, um, well, I mean, I, I don't know who would have been easier or more difficult uh, to defeat. I do, I do know that, uh, years ago, Chris Christie would have had a hell of a good shot of winning the presidency had he not screwed himself with the Bridgegate stuff. So, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's that's for the voters to decide. My job is just to help the voters be heard. Johnny, I got to I, I got to get I out of the name. You, you wanted a name. I, well, I gave I you Chris, I gave you Chris Christie. I thought he would have been uh, very good. Now he Thanks, has Brad, I love your show. become I love a joke as well. Thanks, Johnny. Love you back. All right. Well, let's get to a, a quick break. If you're hanging on the line, hold on. I may be able to get to you after the Green News report, unless Desi goes on and on and on as she does. I'm Brad. Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. Given the outcome of the 2016 election, we really need your support now more than ever. Progressive media outlets have been under attack for years, even during supposedly progressive administrations. We are now facing a whole new world and real alternatives to the mainstream corporate media. You know, the folks who got it all wrong from the jump must be able to continue the fight for all of us. This is not a drill. It never was. 
Please consider a donation to our work here on the Bradcast by stopping by bradblog.com donate to help out however you can. A monthly pledge is greatly appreciated, but anything you can share will keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you. Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to keep up the resistance, now more than ever. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Slow news days of summer. <laughs> Sweltering summer. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Oh, boy, I had a lot I wanted to get to. It's going to have to hold a lot of it for uh, tomorrow's Bradcast, including some news on uh, the guy heading up uh, uh, Donald Trump's so-called Election Integrity Commission, which oh, is a boy. voter suppression commission uh some bad news in court for chris kobach oh but good you'll have to wait until our next thrilling episode but uh for now i guess we need to get to it desi Doyen. yes please our latest green news report people need to be prepared they need to be ready and uh, don't wait for somebody to, to ask you to evacuate your home evacuations and rescues as extreme weather impacts the u.s New study finds today's extreme heat days are tomorrow's new normal. The Treasury Department sues ExxonMobil for violating Russia sanctions in oil deal. Plus, I'm not sure what climate change means. Trump nominates non-scientist for top USDA science job. Fantastic. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and... Snarky comment. Climate change has destroyed the Great Barrier Reef, spelling disaster for miles of coral and millions of fish. But did you know global warming might also kill humans? (laughs) Which saddens me because some of the people I know are human. (laughs) Not me. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, this is one of those moments in time that you have long warned about. Most of the country is absolutely sweltering right now, except for out here in the West where we're dealing with an incoming tropical storm or a hurricane or something like that. Yeah, and that sweltering heat unfortunately is not projected to get any better. A new study projects that extreme heat days that we've observed this summer, not just in the United States, but around the world, are likely to become the average summer temperatures within the next 20 years. That's by 2040. For some regions, that could happen as soon as 2020, regardless of any actions taken to reduce global greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably likely to happen sooner rather than later, since we've seen so many scientists predictions that have, in fact, come to pass earlier than originally predicted. And global warming is predicted to accelerate extreme weather. And it's happening right now. Torrential rains caused flash floods in at least two different regions of the United States on Monday, forcing evacuations and rescues. First, near Tucson, Arizona, at least 17 hikers were rescued from flash floods after being trapped overnight. And at the southern New York state border, at least 10 people were rescued from flash floods. 
floods that closed a highway and forced residential evacuations. In Montana, the nation's largest wildfire, the Lodgepole Fire in eastern Montana, has burned through more than 350 square miles, mm. larger in area than New York City. Mm. Officials say extremely hot, dry, and windy conditions have accelerated the fire's pace and created extremely dangerous fire conditions, according to Public Information Officer Jeremy Olson on Montana Public Radio. Firefighters are experiencing uh, anywhere from 8 to 10 to 12 foot flame lengths in that sagebrush and uh, um, in the timber draw areas and stuff. It's just, uh, it's just not safe to fight fire in there. People need to be prepared. Uh, across the state of Montana. Over in Britain, British scientists with the UK's National Weather Service, the Met Office, warned in a new study that man-made global warming has heightened the risk of multiple crop disasters occurring in major farming regions around the world simultaneously. That's due to shifting rainfall patterns and persistent extreme weather events like heat waves. And that information is kind of important, especially when, here in the nation's capital, Donald Trump has picked a non-science to fill one of the top science posts at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. Sam Clovis, a Trump campaign advisor and former talk radio host, has no background in the hard sciences and no experience in agriculture policy. Yeah, but he says otherwise. Well, in an interview with Iowa Public Radio when he was running for U.S. Senate back in 2014, Clovis called climate science junk science. I'm extremely skeptical. I, uh, I, I've looked at the science and uh, I have enough of a science background to know when I'm being boofed, and uh, I think a lot of what we see is uh, junk science. When he's being boofed? Yeah, whatever that means. That's the guy who would oversee the USDA agriculture science programs. Well, good luck, farmers. Meanwhile, the U.S. Treasury Department has fined ExxonMobil $2 million, the maximum under law, for violating sanctions that the United States imposed on Russia. That after Exxon signed a massive oil exploration contract with Russia's state-owned oil company back in 2014, while Rex Tillerson, now U.S. Secretary of State, was the oil company's chief executive. Exxon has retaliated by filing a countersuit against the Treasury Department. Finally, just days after Tropical Storm Don dissipated in the Atlantic (laughs) Ocean, over in the Pacific Ocean, Tropical Storm Hillary has intensified into Hurricane Hillary. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. But again, pure coincidence. Storm names were decided more than a decade ago. But Hillary is moving away from the North American coast and poses no threat. In any event, little surprise that Hillary turned out to be more effective than Don, for whatever it's worth. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Yep. Alright, do, do we have time? Uh, we have time for another call or two. Uh, let me go uh, very quickly uh, to Kathy in Pomona. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Des. Hey. Hey. Well, I wasn't going to say this, but, you know, they said a long time ago, there's too many old white men in, in the Senate and uh, too many also in, in the, um, too many politicians that are like that. But a lot of the uh, stuff that happened was very sad to me because it brought us back hundreds of years back 
instead of going forward, we're just not going anywhere. And with Trump being in there, I think uh, somebody needs to have their mind uh, checked, you know, from a doctor, like yeah. a real doctor. Yeah. Not not one and of Trump's fake doctors. You know, all that fake news and everything, you know, let's get to the real news and get to what his mind is all about. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been checked by a psychiatrist. And so um, there's so many avenues to go to that I just, you don't have time to, to listen to all of it. But basically, uh, we're not moving anywhere. We're not going forward. We're not just not moving anywhere. Yeah. It's bad news, very sad. And with the house issue... Oh, my God. These people have their own insurance. They don't care about anybody, anybody else. They're in their own little bubble. They don't understand that people, are, there are more people that are going to become homeless now because of a lot of issues that, we're, that are going on now. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate your call. Uh, you are not wrong at all. And uh, Trump does need to uh, get a psychological check, check and find out if his urologist is available for an appointment. Let's go to uh, Rob in Apple Valley very quickly. Hey, Rob, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, thank you for taking my call so late. Sure. Uh, my point is, I like to say that uh, I think Trump, being the drama queen that he is, he's going to fire sessions right before the recess and do a recess appointment and get some other clown in there. I think you're. Uh, I think you may be absolutely right, right Rob, and I, I think people should be very concerned about that because uh, constitutional crisis erupts thereafter. Do I have uh, time for one more? Let me go to Frank. Let's see how fast he can be. Hey, Frank, in Redondo Beach, you got 15 seconds. Go for it. How you doing? I just want to say real quickly that people don't realize that Russia has Trump in over a barrel. He he borrowed money from them. And they also have dirt on him. That's why he's so nice to them. That's why he's treating them so well. And he'll do nothing to stop them. And Russia has the, our president over in a barrel. That's all i got to say. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate the call. And thanks to everyone who called in today. Some great callers. Uh, I'd like to say it's because Desi did a nice job of screening them. But you know how we hate to give credit to Desi for anything around here. Thank you, Desi. Doyen, our producer. Uh, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program, you can download it for free anytime at bradblog.com. Oh, tomorrow on the show, I think. We've got the uh, a former head of the Congressional Budget Office will be joining us. Yes? Okay. Republicans are trying to destroy the CBO. So that'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, you can drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am simply the Brad Blog. And that's it. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. I can't stand this